0: Good morning, everybody. I hope you are all doing well, like I am. And I just bring greetings and love from 8,800 Christians, your brothers and sisters in Chikbalapur, India. You have been, I'm so excited to stand here to share the Word of God. Today with you, you have been following the series called "Be Attitude, the wonderful sermon that Jesus preached. Today, we have the opportunity to study about the seventh We Attitude called You Are the Peacemakers. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 9, we read like this. Blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the children of God. What an awesome name that God has given to us. Really when we look at this world and look at the people, we have everything that we need in this world, much more than we need, especially United States of America. We have much more than the rest of the world. Every country look at us for help, guidance, and resources. But the world has no peace. The most important thing that we need. This is the reason Jesus calls his children to be peacemakers. Because this world needs it so desperately. In Mark chapter 8, verse 36... We read like this, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and lose his own soul, the most important things, the peace. Life without peace is miserable and worthless. We can have everything in this world, but we have no peace, it doesn't mean a thing. We see that every day in front of our eyes. So, so peace is so important and precious in our life, in the world. But many people do not have that. Today I like to spend a little time taking, talking about how we can have peace in ourselves. But that, that is what God wants us to be, peacemakers. How can we have peace? In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Jesus calls us, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest and peace. The people, those who are struggling in their life, they have no joy or happiness, they are not uh, fulfilled in their life, Jesus is calling them, Come to me, I'll give you peace. It is an invitation from Jesus. In John chapter 16, verse 33, we read like this, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus is telling us, Don't be afraid, don't run away from me, stay with me because I have overcome all the problems in the world, even the death, trust in me and stay with me. And in John chapter 14 verse 27, Jesus said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. What a comforting promise that Jesus said, don't quit on me, stay with me, stay strong. I'm with you even until the end of the world. If Jesus is for us, who or what can be against us. What does it mean to be a peacemaker? A peacemaker in the Bible would step between two warring people. The peacemaker initiates reconciliation when others have wronged to them. The peacemaker is quick to repent when uh, when they have wronged others. In a world where we have been discipled to avoid conflict, peacemaking takes a commitment to move toward it. When conflict turns into peace, frustration becomes clarity and God is glorified. When you make peace, you reflect the likeness of God. People see a reflection of his glory. And think about how God made peace, and what is going to take, what is going to take, for you to do this hard work. In James chapter three verse eighteen, peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. The one who sows seed of peace, he will harvest righteousness. We have parents in our home as peacemakers. We have elected officials in our country as peacemakers. We have united nations in the world as peacemakers, but really there are no peace. So the peace that makes us as peacemakers doesn't come from the knowledge of this world, neither from the world leaders. If it is so, the world would be a much better place today. There won't be a war going on in Ukraine and thousands and thousands of innocent people being killed each and every day. There won't be school shooting in this country and our families would be happily together. But it is not the truth. It is not the reality. But that is the reason Jesus called his children to be peacemakers. So how we have peace and we can become peacemakers? Only by surrendering our life, ourselves, complete to Jesus. What it means to surrender. It is only by saying. It is not my will. But yours father. Completely giving ourselves to God. Follow him. Regardless of circumstances or conditions. Jesus is a perfect example of peacemaker. As we know in Luke chapter 22, verses 41 through 43, we read like this He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down, and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthen him. This is happened right after Jesus had his last supper with his disciples. His heart was broken. He was in agony. He was in pain, thinking of the things that is coming ahead of him. So he had to run to Garden of Gethsemane and knelt down and he wanted to talk to his father. And he said, Father, take this cup away from me. I cannot do this. I cannot go with this. I am weak. I am hurt. Please help me. Again he said, But it is not my will, but yours be done. In verse 43 we read, An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. So we know what happened. When he finished praying, he came where his disciples were. He saw them sleeping. At the same time, he saw a group of people, Roman soldiers, waiting to arrest him to be crucified. And the disciples woke up. And you know what Peter tried to do? He tried to defend Jesus from being arrested. And we see Jesus rebuking Peter and establishing peace there by completely surrendering himself into the hand of Roman soldiers. Can you imagine if Jesus allowed his disciples to fight for him, to keep him away from the hands of the uh, soldiers, what would have been? But Jesus became a real peacemaker. He used the peace that he received in the garden when he prayed to his father, it is not my will, but yours be done. We know God called Moses to be a peacemaker between King Pharaoh and the children of Israel. In Exodus chapter 3, verse 7 We read like this. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard heard them crying because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. We know Moses had several excuses to God, but God said, Moses, don't worry. Don't be afraid. Go. Go. I will be with you. I will speak for you. And we know Moses surrendered to the God's call and there was peace established between the King Pharaoh and the children of Israel. That's what happened about 43 years ago. Why do Christian church, God opened the door for you to be a peacemaker in India, a country where 80% of the people are Hindus. Hindus worship many gods in the forms of idols. They worship everything that moves like snakes, monkeys, cows. They worship the creation rather than the creator. So, Romans chapter 3, verse 10 and 11, we read like this. As it is written, there is none righteous, not even one. There is none that understand. There is none that seek after God. In Romans 3, 23, it's read like this. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The situation in India then was same as written in Romans and is still today. It is very difficult for people to choose to follow Jesus because there is a big price to pay to become a Christian in India. They may lose their family, friends, their relationship they have in their community. There's a lot of political pressure from the BJP political party in India. They want India to be a Hindu country. And if you are a Christian or a Muslim, in parts of India where the BJP political party is in control, you are persecuted. You know that last year, two years ago, the Karnataka government passed uh, anti-conversion law that nobody can change the religion. Only 2% of people in India are Christians, so people are living under the bondage of sin. People don't know the real peacemaker, the Lord Jesus Christ. Because of this great spiritual need in India, you, Voidok, sent myself, my wife, and three small children in 1980 as peacemakers to preach the message of salvation. Preach the peace of Jesus Christ to the people in India. Sin has separated us from God. Sin has destroyed the peace we have. Sin has broken, destroyed the relationship Sin has destroyed the families. Sin has destroyed our love for one another. Because of this, because we went to preach the peace of Jesus Christ in India, we have over 8,800 Hindus have placed their faith in Jesus Christ and received the gift of peace and salvation and inheritance in heaven, eternal life. Out of this, most of the people are now peacemakers to Jesus through their life, through their testimony, and the transformation of their old life to the new life. Eight months ago, I want to introduce you to Manchu and his wife, Lakshmi. If you can put the photo on the screen. Eight months ago, about 9.30 p.m., I got a call from Muniyama, one of our Christians. And she asked me to come and pray for my cousin, Manchu, because he was very sick. Manchu was a Hindu. In the last six days, his family took him to many uh, Temples to pray for his cousin. And Manchu, even they took him to a witchcraft doctor, but Manchu was getting worse each every day. I told her, Muniama, it is late 9:30, it's late at night. We will come in the morning. She pleaded with me and said, No, Pastor, we want you to come right now because he is struggling to breathe. So I called one of the pastors, Sunny. Together we went to Manjus Village, about 15 miles from Chikbalapur, late at night. When we both got there, there were a big crowd standing outside his house. They all thought he was dying because he was struggling to breathe. They all said, please, Please, Pastor, please pray to your God. Please help him do something. So we gathered all together and prayed for Manchu in Jesus' name. After we prayed, everybody stood there and said, Pastor, please, please do something. He is dying. We told them that we can take him to a hospital. And they said, we have no money. And I told them that our God will provide. We took him to a local hospital about 10 o'clock, but they could not do anything to him. And they asked us to take him to a bigger hospital, in the city of Bangalore. At 1 a.m., we accompanied the family and Manchu in an ambulance, traveling to Bangalore to a big hospital. We got there and God prepared a wonderful, wonderful doctor in the emergency room. They did tests and did everything they need to do and they said, he has a very, very severe lung infection and he had to be admitted. After nine days, he got better and was discharged from the hospital Praise be to our almighty God. After they came home, Manju's wife called me. He said, thank you, pastor, and asked us to come and conduct a prayer meeting in their home. Two days later, me and four pastors went to the village to that family. They were Hindu family. And many people from the village were gathered there and they all appreciated what we did for Manchu in the name of Jesus. Manchu gave a testimony about his experience over the last nine days about how Jesus healed him, about the way as Christians we served him and his family. He explained that the reason he is living today is because these Christian people care for me, and they showed the love of God. He and his wife stood together and thanked us and thanked Jesus, even though they really didn't know that Jesus as the Savior. Manju and his family started to attend the church in Chikbalapur. Four months later, he was, they both were baptized into Jesus Christ Even today, they are super committed and attend church every single week. Every other week, we visit their village and we conduct Bible study and prayer meeting in these people's house. Manju and his family have found peace in Jesus and now they are being peacemakers in their community, by sharing the love of Christ and sharing what Jesus and we Christians did for them. Matthew chapter 9, verse 35. Harvest is plenty, but laborers, peacemakers are few. I thank you, Wairook, and the CSM Christian Seva Mission. Thank you. For sending us about 43 years ago as peacemakers. Because of that, there are more than 8,800 Hindus worshipping God and having that relationship with Jesus. Big question Do we have real peace in our life? Are we real peacemakers in our home, in our society? in our country or in the world? Let us answer this question to ourselves. Search our heart and see what peace we have. To be a peacemaker, we have to surrender to God's will. We should follow his direction and his will. Being a peacemaker is a blessing to our own family, to the world, to the church, to the community where we live paul provides some practical steps in his second letter to the corinthian church second corinthians chapter 13 verse 11 i'm going to close this with verse finally brothers and sisters rejoice strive for full restoration the god of love and peace will be with you. Encourage one another. Be of one mind. Live in peace. May God bless all of us as his children to be the perfect peacemakers in our own family, in our own community, in our own country, in our own world. May God Bless all of us. I thank us and all the pastors and the church, all of you, giving me this wonderful opportunity to share with you the word. Thank you. Thank you for your praise and your support. I just want to tell you, if you do not know, Christia Seva mission is wide oak. You are the sole supporter of that mission you are the one who started that mission you are the one who support and encourage us as we continue to strive to be his peacemakers in a world in india thank you god bless you